Merry Christmas Eve, 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 bingers. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I haven't had this much fun or laughed this hard since Corona was nothing to me but a beer that I liked with a lime in it. My guests today are what I like to call theater people, and we end up having too much fun improving with each other and never even get to talking about a case. So if you're up for just a fun chat, then please give it up for my two new besties, the hosts of Truly Darkly Creeply, Quinn and Carrie. The internet's full of true crime podcasts. More and more are added to the list every day. Figuring out where to start or where to go next can be overwhelming. But have no fear, I'm here to help. I'm Bob Ruff, and this is the place to find your next true crime binge. Where in Michigan are you from? Or are you at? You're holding your hand up. And my answer is that's none of your business. And I'll thank you for staying out of my personal affairs. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm 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 way, way down here. Like Indiana so like, style. Yeah, like South Bend, Indiana is is right next to me. How far away are you from Michigan City? Uh, about thirty minutes. We were thirty minutes you know away. The area. I, I'm from Chicago originally and I just went to Michigan City. Um, last uh-huh. summer, and then I went to Saugatuck two times last year. One for yeah. a gay so bachelor party Saga- and one for a family time. Really fun times. For, for a gay bachelor party? Did you know that Saugatuck is like a safe gay haven in Michigan? Did you know yeah. this? It's like a gay resort area. I went and yeah. we went to the Dunes, which is a, a gay resort, and they had line dancing. It was really fun. <laughs> I bet there was a blood. Like, I was just thinking, when- when you said gay bachelor party, I was thinking like, I bet that is the most fun ever because like in the people in my life that I'm closest with that I've had the most fun, like doing any kind of partying with is all my gay friends are the best at partying. I mean, I don't want to be biased, but yeah, I much prefer gay friends. <laughs> I have um, two children and a husband and live with three gay men in addition to them. So that's how to do life wow. is all I'm saying. Okay, but- let's. Let's dig into that a little bit. You should. It's so that's why I only come here to record because it's it's truly <laughs> pretty fun here. It's really fun and you get like the best yeah. of all worlds. Like I'll come up here and they'll be like children and they're so fun and so cute. And then I go downstairs and some of our you're call them your vigs, very important. Very, my very important gays. One of them owns a wine <laughs> shop on the corner. So like you play with kids, you hang out, you have delicious food that Quinn cooks, and then you go downstairs and you have like a beautiful bottle of wine and it's like it's everything you want in a location, to me at least. So, so you live, you live in both of you live in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. I mean, you're sitting right next to each other. Um, <laughs> I, I'm basically a detective, <laughs> top detective. Yeah, right. So I, I figured that out. Although it is very dark where you guys are at. Why is it so dark there? That's a great question, Bob. <laughs> Bob, I'm glad you asked that question <laughs> because this isn't a visual medium podcast. <laughs> we uh, we we don't know what we're doing in most areas of life, including the podcasting area of life. And so what we have done uh-huh. is we've taken a guest bedroom in my home and covered the walls in, in velvet, mm-hmm. in velvet, in velvet curtains. <laughs> Can I show you the window, Bob? This is absolutely. We love yeah, to yeah. do some foley artistry. 
there's the window. Wow. And it's just to. It's very nice. It's to absorb sound. There's about. We don't know if it actually works. Curtains hanging in this room. Um, and that's our recording studio. Very professional stuff we're working with here. Well, it seems to work for you. My first recording studio was my garden shed with my, as I always say, my lawn tractor sitting right next to me with dog shit on the tires. It was the worst. <laughs> oh, fun. Like, imagine you're from Chicago, right? It, it, first of all, which one? A couple questions. And I'm, I'm circling back to the your living situation. So don't let me forget that. Um, but first of all, Quinlan, am I saying that right? Here, present. Okay, so <laughs> and yeah. That was that was my other question is which which one is which? Oh, right. So That's true. We don't know. She has children and a husband and a wonderful life, and I'm single and going to die alone. So that's how you can tell the difference between the two of us. Oh, I, I see it in your eyes now that I'm looking a little closer. Yeah. Like, like Quinn, Qu- can I call you Quinn? Please. So my, my son's name is Quinton, and I call him Quint. So oh. that, that's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but see, Quinn has like this brightness in her eyes. She looks like a woman who's happily married with a couple of kids who lives, lives with three gay guys. Like, that's yeah. a, this is a happy woman yeah. over there. That's my life. Yeah. Um, whereas Carrie, you look a little dead inside, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and totally. I thank you for noticing. Just it's something that I'm yeah, empty, alone, <laughs> fearful, maybe fearful, a little bit of fear, fearful, mm-hmm. uh, sad. You know, all of the colors. <laughs> These are all adjectives I would use. Mm-hmm. All the adjectives that people yeah. mostly would describe me as is just sad. That's typically what people <laughs> like. I see an edge of happiness, but I think it's just because you had a burrito for it lunch. It is. I am full. I did. Yes, I am full of burrito, so that does affect my emotional state. <laughs> That's that perked you up just a little bit. Now, uh, Quinn, circling circling back to your your living situation. Now, I've learned a, f- a few things. As I mentioned, I'm I'm a top notch detective, um, respected all over the world. So I figured a few things out. You've said you're in Brooklyn. I've been to Brooklyn, and uh, m- most apartments in Brooklyn that I've been to are not super huge. Okay, you've said that you live with your husband, mm-hmm. your two kids, mm-hmm. and three gay men. Correct. You've also said your recording, your recording studio is a guest bedroom. You All heard of it. This is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. So I live. Are there people sleeping in closets? It's a yeah. It's a clown car. We're just stacked. There's a few rooms with just. <laughs> Triple bunks and then weirdly a guest room with no one. No. Um, it's, I live in a hundred. Somebody's sleeping in a dresser drawer and, and you're well, the using kids, the guest bedroom well, to record. Well, it's important. We want, you want the kids to have a sense of, you know, um, plight and panic. Uh, mm-hmm. just to right. You build, don't want to spoil no. it. Builds character. Builds character. Mm-hmm. Actually, I live right. in a hundred-year-old, weird Victorian rundown home um, in historic okay. Ditmas Park of Brooklyn. And so, mm-hmm. um, what's interesting is my family, my, my husband and my two children, and my best friend live on the top two floors. And on the first okay. floor is a gay couple that I'm very good friends with. What's alarming is that they have a really similar. Um, blueprint so what happens is when you have two kids your house looks like garbage all the time and there's toys everywhere Mm -hmm. and it's it just doesn't look well put together and then i go down to their place and it's my place but if two styly gay men lived there alone so it's like beautiful and immaculate and you see all the possibility of what you could have um, and I just lie on their couch and cry, and I'm like, "Can I please stay here for a little while longer?" You know, that kind of thing. Suddenly, Carrie seems like upstairs. the happy one. 
<laughs> yeah. It's, grass is always greener. Um, we were talking right, the right. other day on the podcast, and I looked to her because I was talking about some of my, you know, single plights. And I looked at her and I go, I don't think I can stress this enough. We are in such different parts of our lives. <laughs> like, we are so... If you like, it's just Carrie's day. talking about the struggle of online dating, and I'm talking about the struggle of my son recently ate uh, a foam sticker, and I only found out when it came out the other end, and I was changing that diaper mm-hmm. and was like, "Why are there googly eyes looking at me from this poop?" It's the uh, it's the American dream you're living there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag so blessed. I mean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So at least you get to go down. Now, I, now this is not a segment of the show that I had planned, but uh, but I, I want I want I, I, what if all three of us can think of what's the best time you ever had with a straight friend and the best time you ever had with a gay friend? Because I think there's like Bard, there's like, I'll go first. Please do. It I feels like you time, have an idea. Yeah. Well, I was just I was sitting here thinking about it, and I was thinking. So the first thing that popped into my head was I'm 42 years old, and just a couple of months ago. I got drunker than I have been since I was in college, and it was with my friend you're probably familiar with, Josh Hallmark, who is the host of True Crime Bullshit. I went to go do – it happens to be a gay man. We went, I went to do a, uh, a, um, uh, a live show with him and the captain from True Crime Garage. Uh, and normal night, it's a work night. I feel like you're just We're name dropping right now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch detective, uh, kind of a big deal in the podcast industry. Uh, my business card's very long. It's a, it's a, it's a more like a postcard, uh, with a love of my accolades. Um, so I'm drinking with these two idiots. And we're, we're, we had the, we had our event and then we had the, you know, afterwards we go up to the bar and have some drinks. Proceed to just get, Wrecked. By the way, Captain is the biggest troublemaker, but Captain has to drive back to Columbus, so he's drinking water while Josh and I are getting sauced on microbrews in Cleveland. So then we end up riding back to our hotel with a stranger, and I don't mean like an Uber, like was you know like like an Uber as a person you, you didn't don't. I mean, hire a, a stranger. Str- a stranger offered a free ride. Right, right, <laughs> and this is this is that idiot Captain's fault. Because can I just say we come outside? I don't want to interrupt, but I'm yeah. going to interrupt. It must be so nice to be three dudes out on the town. <laughs> Women could never. We could it never. Doesn't turn out <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. Well, and, this, and by the way, I can only imagine if I was a woman in this situation, I was uncomfortable. As a, so <laughs> I step outside to talk to my wife for a minute, and then I come out, and I'm like, "All right, you guys, they're getting ready to close the bar down. It's like two o'clock in the morning," and I'm like, "I can't." But first of all. Tomorrow's I have to drive six hours home tomorrow. I'm going to be hungover. This is horrible. Let's call an Uber. And Josh comes out and says that Captain has a ride for us. I'm like, okay, where's the lift? Where's the Uber? And then Captain comes out of the bar with some woman that I that I don't know. That was just someone who was at the show and they're chatting. And I'm like, is she staying in the same hotel? Why is she, oh no, she's giving us a ride. So and I'm trying to like to Josh, I'm like, can we talk him? I mean, I don't know this woman. Like she could be a fucking serial killer for all I know. I don't know anything about this woman. But Captain made all the arrangements. So, and she turns out, nice lady didn't serial kill us on the way back. Obviously. God bless. We get, yeah, we get back to the hotel. Blood pressure's a little high. Still pretty drunk. Captain gets in his car, sober, and drives home. And then Josh and I go into the hotel. Now this is where things take a take a take a turn. As we're getting ready to go get in the elevator, Josh says. 
do you think that it would be wrong if we grab a bottle of wine and sit and chat for a while? And I said, I don't think that's wrong at all. So we go to the front desk, ask, her, ask the lady for a bottle of red wine, and we sit down in the lobby. There's not a – the bar is closed. We sat in the lobby and drank two bottles of wine and had the most ridiculous conversations at like 3 <laughs> to like 3.30 in the morning. It was about the, – the front desk lady is like peeking her head around the corner trying to li- – I mean, we got into – so so here I am, a straight white cis male from the Midwest hanging out with my gay friend Josh. And we talked about everything from abortion rights to Hell gay yeah. marriage yeah. to the problems at the border. And we – with two complete drunk idiots that couldn't barely piece two sentences together. Did you guys solve all, all our problems? Yeah, but you got so drunk that you don't remember. So you solved World of Peace. I don't remember. I feel like you we forgot about yeah. it. Oh, damn, I hate when yeah. that happens. That you probably happens. came up with I a lot like of good I feel like we did solutions. make some. Yeah, I feel like we did make some progress on the border. Um, but then forgot what right. we decided we were going to do. Well, it's funny. I just went to a work party the other. I was Quinn knows because I. I went to a work party and I, when there's free booze, I tend to just really go for it, you know? And I did. I went for it mm-hmm. pretty hard. And the next day I got a text <laughs> from my boss going, wow, Carrie, your lecture on feminism was really great. I wish everyone went to your class. And I was like, I don't remember what I said. But I think I made sense. <laughs> Otherwise, my boss wouldn't have texted. You made some solid points. I think I made solid <laughs> but like that's yeah. I guess you know there is something about getting drunk and 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 feeling like you can solve the big issues of today's date. So I think you know I really applaud I really applaud you for that and I just think it's a really funny thing to notice of getting drunk. It's in getting drunk in your 30s, it's not about like woo let's have fun, like party. It's like let's really talk about the deep stuff that's going to affect us in generations to come. Yeah, let's, let's chat about our childhoods. Let's get weird. Let's, let's get, get weird and talk about right. childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> and that's the thing is, so wait till you get into your 40s. By the time you're in your 40s, you get drunk in your living room watching an episode of Yellowstone. Like you don't you're I'm, not I'm there. <laughs> I yeah. am six years Maybe older Shits than Creek Carrie, if it's a fun but night. I'm there. No, they say dress for the job yeah. you want and act for the job you want. I do. I act like I have a family. I stay home. I'll watch movies. I'll get drunk, mm-hmm. you know, at the, in the privacy of my own home accidentally like an adult. Right. My wife says that all the time. She's like, I accidentally got – because I travel a lot from work. <laughs> I'll call her at like 10 o'clock to check in. She's like, well, I accidentally got drunk. I was just going to have a glass of wine <laughs> Here I am sitting in the living room by myself. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many yeah. times that happens. Just it's so true. Which is nice. It right. makes you feel responsible, even though you're being completely sure. irresponsible. I like it. 100%. And, and the thing is, so I had a blast with Josh last night. I cussed him for the next two days because it's the worst hangover I've had since I was in my 20s. Hangovers but we had a great hit different time. now. They hit real For different. sure. I'm um, still recovering. They hurt your knees. Yeah, Hangovers hurt my knees now. My I don't know why. And I'm like, yeah, the be- get you. <laughs> in two days, two days away, and I'm still feeling it. Mm-hmm. That's yep. that's where I'm at. Yep, it happens to me. We're doing this on a Tuesday. I got drunk on Thursday. I still feel it. Still not there. I'm still not 100%. Yeah, the thing is, like, hangovers are like the new COVID. Like, they last, like, you lose your whole taste. It's a taste the next day. <laughs> like the, the Have you lost your the, taste? <laughs> You should get that test. Wait, that's not. Down. You should probably that's go not, to a doctor. That's not normal that. with with drinking too much. I wanted to say, yeah, I got really drunk and it was so weird because like I couldn't taste any of the alcohol. It was so weird. Just kidding. Yeah, I kept coughing. 
I didn't smell or anything, but I just kept drinking. I guess I couldn't taste it. It was wild. It's supposed to be good for you, though. All that alcohol really sanitizes the system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good for For you. For the record, I did cleanse my system in one way or hangover. Okay, TMI, but thank you. (laughs) The point being, I had a blast in my 40s, like, because like, like you you said, Carrie, in your 30s, like drinking is different. You do things differently, right? That's where things slow down. I never thought it. I'd sh- I thought I was going to shift back into fifth gear at 42, but Josh did that for me. The last time I had anywhere close to that kind of night, I was like 22 years old with my buddy Chad from the fire department Chad. and we got drunk. Yeah, we we Chad got, from the we fire department. Drunk. I already know him. Like you just said his name, and right. I was like, you can I imagine know what Chad looks 22 like. Twenty-two year old Chad from the fire department. Yeah, like him and Tanner and Blake, all of a couple yeah. of white guys. And just, I feel like you, know, you guys ordered things out the that local came pub. in buckets. <laughs> yeah, like a couple well, of beers. Well, it was the, the cops. It wasn't even his fault. It was the cops. We walked into the bar, and a group of our cop friends were sitting at a big table, and we said, "Hey, we'll send send around to them." So we sent like a pitcher of beer to the guys. And then they left, and then the bartender brought us a, come to think of it, I still, even that time was still somewhat due to a gay friend, because the bartender friend of mine was gay, and she brought me, uh, brought us Jaeger bombs, which I don't do Jaeger bombs, <sighs> but we did them because the guys, she said, the guys, the guys bought you around. We do the Jaeger bombs, she brings another one, there were six of them, all six of them each bought us a round of Jaeger bombs. <gasps> That's so the gross. night ended. That sounds yeah. like like instant. Like you're not waiting till the next day to get hungover. You're hungover a minute after taking those immediately, and you can't go to sleep. Like you just want to sleep it off, oh, and you can't. You're God. just jacked. Yeah. The night ended. I lived two blocks away, with me rolling down the street because I thought that was easier than walking. And then <laughs> my friend Chad telling me to get up. I look ridiculous, and all I remember, I vague like hit and miss memories. I remember looking up at him. And he had his pants over his shoulder because he was hot. So he was walking in his shoes and boxers and shirt and his blue jeans were over his shoulder telling me, had the audacity to tell me that I looked ridiculous. Wait, I have a question. I'm upset. So was he fireman carrying his blue jeans? The fireman, Chad, was fireman carrying his own blue Fire- jeans? He, you know, he kind of was. He didn't quite have the two arm thing going right, on. But he was a single arm. But it was arm. like, it was like fireman carrying like if he had a small child, Love just like kind of over one shoulder. Mm-hmm. Dress for the job you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And then from that point forward, I, I I go twenty years before I have a good time again, and it's with my gay friend Josh. I think the moral of this is you got to have some good times more frequently. <laughs> that's the lesson right, that we've learned. Right. <laughs> that's, that's my takeaway. I know, like any of my friends are listening to this, like you fuck, like what about last Wednesday? <laughs> you didn't have fun. But you know what? They're not in your defense. They're not memorable. In your defense, times. you were blacked out all the other fun times. That's always what you could be like. Oh, I just was blacked out. It's fine. Like my memory of a good time now is like two days later, something gets delivered from Amazon, and I'm like, "What the hell? Who ordered this?" Fun. Does that ever happen to you? Oh yeah, I think we've all. Uh, I was waiting blacked for blacked out, pack. shopped. But it was, didn't you do a blackout shopping early on or something where you were like, I don't remember ordering this, but you're really excited. Giving yourself gifts when you're blacked out is the gift. Mm-hmm. It's just a really it's fun, a fun gift. Way to give it's a fun it's surprise. It's a secret Santa. Um, it was. <laughs> on yourself. I bought a turkey fryer about a month ago. A turkey fryer? Just one day a turkey fryer got delivered. Did you fry a turkey? And I was like, I've, I've never in my life fried a fucking turkey and I don't plan to. I don't know why. I do know. I've, it came back to me. My friend Ray kind of explained to me that. I had gone over to his house and we were drinking over there 
and and he was f- deep frying uh, wings. He was he has his own special wing recipe. Is this is how it was explained to me? I don't even remember being there. Um, uh, vaguely remember being there, but then he goes up to. We have our beer camp. We go up to every year for a week, and we're cooking for nine people. And apparently, he said that I said, "You know what would be awesome if we got a big ass turkey fryer and we could deep fry like a hundred wings at once." And apparently, I had then proceeded to get on my phone and order a deep fryer that's still in the box in my garage. You know, you should make sure you can return it still. But my question, though, is do you also enjoy watching post-Thanksgiving the deep frying turkey fails? (laughs) The whole thing blows up in (laughs) flames. Oh, my God. They're so funny and so scary. I really hope everybody's okay and no one was injured. But when I'm watching, there was one I just was watching where the a little girl came out like right as her dad was about to dip it out. And he was like, get inside, get inside, get inside. I was like, yelled at her so <laughs> hard. It made me really laugh. And all the holidays should have that sense uh, of danger. Because it's like, well, I love all the holidays because parents are stressed and the kids are like, we're home from school. And the parents are like, oh, God, please go back to school. And then they're like right, really yeah. short time. Oh, I love it. I love it. Reminds me of home. Yeah. Those deep fried turkey stories, though, for me, hit a little... So I so I was a, a fireman for 16 years. So I got to I got to live the deep fried turkey horror stories for 16. years. So it's not so funny for, for me because it was like Too close usually to I'm at the fire yeah I'm at the fire station like trying to enjoy a Thanksgiving dinner and I had to go put someone's house out because they were they had their yeah. they turned their deep fryers into uh, into flamethrowers. But you still bought one. <laughs> I, listen, that's to be debated. That's what I was told. I have no proof that I'm the one that, that actually the one did that. that. It could have been my wife. There's certainly been no follow through. That's true. It's it's in a box. I, I'm not going to deep fry. I wouldn't know how to deep fry anything. I don't think the people like, that do it have a clue. either. I don't think they know about it either. That's the problem. No one knows how to deep fry things. And that's why flames. Like nobody's deep fried shit since 1997, right? Like, like didn't we decide that's not good for you anymore and people kind of uh, quit doing it? I, I, I. I th- I don't believe it. I'm really one to believe science, but you can't keep me away from French fries, and that's on God. <laughs> I guess that's French on you, fries, God. and that's on you, God. My my question, <laughs> Bob. I have a question for you. You were a fireman for 16 years, and yeah. you are now in true crime. What was that leap mm-hmm. like? Like, I'm really curious. Can I ask you that question? Like, what got you from? Because I feel like there's got to be some connection between the two. There's not. Uh, it was an accident. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Carrie, you're wrong. Right. Carrie, you ignorant slut. No, no, it, no. The, the whole the impetus for the whole thing for me was was freaking was cereal. I was listening to cereal, and such a great. I was like, podcast, so I was I was an arson investigator, so I had some investigative skill sets, and I listened to cereal, and I was like, this doesn't make it. Like, she's what is she missing here? This case was like driving me nuts. And so I bought like 200 bucks worth of equipment on Amazon was like, I'm going to make a, I've got this great idea for a podcast. I'm going to, and undisclosed just had just come out and I'm like, I'm going to make a podcast where every week I talk about a certain part of the case and then have my audience email me what they think. And then I'll talk about that the next week, what they said. And then another element of the case just for fun. And, and it was, and I called it. So I don't know if you guys were listening to podcasts back then, but there was like 50 podcasts about serial. Uh, and so I called the podcast the Serial Dynasty because it was about all these different podcasts about serial. 
it's um, pretty cringeworthy name. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I, I was doing that. It took off. It started turning, it turned into like weirdly like an active investor. I ended up like with Adnan's attorneys in Baltimore working with them. It turned into like a weird um, investigative podcast. All of a sudden I had sponsors. I was the fire chief at the time, which I didn't like so much because I didn't get to fight fires anymore. I was just like a, I was a suit. And uh, yeah, I went to uh, I went to a board meeting after an election where people, a bunch of assholes were now my bosses. And in the meeting, they told me, you can't pay your guys to train anymore, but you still have to require them to train because we just don't have enough money. So Ooh. make them come in off duty and train, but you can't pay them. They have to volunteer their time. And then five minutes later, they voted to to buy like a $5,000 table for the board meetings, a big wooden board meeting table Oh, in the same meeting. That's such trash. And also a slap in the face to buy a wood table and not pay firefighters. That feels like really right. on wood the burns. Yeah. Wood burns. Wood burns. Yeah. I don't yeah. love that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So essentially I was just, I just kind of, I told them to fuck off and decide. And I mean, there was a, there was a span in between there. My wife's pretty awesome. Came home. was like, you know, that government job I've had for all these years with the pension and the benefits and all that. So I think, and hear me out, I'm going to quit that job, and I'm going to make podcasts in the shed. What do you think? <laughs> next to next to shit on a track. <laughs> right? Yeah. What do yeah, you think? Yeah. How'd that go yeah. over? Good. She. I mean. I mean. I obviously I didn't say it like that. I broke it down a little more. <laughs> you did a little more like, of a sale. You know, like, sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like they're paying me to do this podcast. Like it's almost as much as I'm making as a fireman. I think I can grow it and make it bigger. And and my audience actually raised money to build me a studio. Oh. Um. So I was like, That's so wonderful. I think I can. Yeah, it was awesome. And so because the whole idea behind Truth and Justice, which is what I rebranded to, uh, was that it's crowdsourced. Like everybody kind of helps out mm -hmm. and. uh yeah, she's like, well, I feel like whatever happened, it's not like I was making millions of dollars as a fireman. I mean, I could have went and bagged groceries and made almost as much if if shit broke bad. But uh, yeah, she's like, I'm sure, I'm sure you won't lead us into the poor house from here. So whatever you think is a good idea, and so I did it, Great. and then here I am, six years later. Here you are, rewind. Um, mm -hmm. Did Jay do it? What do you think? No, 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 no. Okay, I can tell you're a huge fan because um, you didn't know that I was a fireman, and you clearly haven't listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know all that bragging I was doing earlier. You're really bringing me down a peg or two here. <laughs> Did I mention I have two children? <laughs> I have four, and, but do you really? I do. Well, I have two. And my wife has two, so we're blended. That is four. But one of them's 21 and doesn't live with us anymore, so I only have three. In the house right now, but I don't have any gay guys that live with me that I'm aware. Well, of. Let me tell you something: they don't change diapers, so it's not as big a help as it might sound. <laughs> you want to carry? You, you want to carry as a friend? Because I will change a diaper as opposed. Yeah, that's right. what you want. Well, I I don't plan on ever changing a diaper again as long as I live. Is my plan? So I, the the kids are 21, not living here anymore. I've got one that's about to turn 17, one that's about to turn 16. And one that's about to turn 11. Their birthdays are all within a month of each other. Oh, wow. So I'm way past diapers. So, I mean, maybe grandkids down the road. But kind of my plan is once they're gone, because, you know, there's that whole, like, come back and live in the basement thing that kids do. Mm -hmm. So our plan is once they're gone, 
we sell everything and move to like like across the con- like move to fucking Montana or something. You enter witness like, protection. <laughs> right. Like, so that they can never find well, you. Really smart. Like we live in the mountains in Montana, then there's uh, no basement. Uh, we have a we have a tiny little guest room if you ever you know want to come visit. If We've you got can this afford very a plane dirty ticket. cot in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Just make right. it well, here's, wholly so, unappealing. Yeah. So like here's the here's my thought process is if they can afford a plane ticket and a rental car or something to come visit us, that's probably not the one that would live in the basement anyway. The one that would live in the basement is the one that doesn't have enough money for a plane ticket. So really it's a win-win for me. And who's your favorite of your children? Mm, great question, Quinn. Written <laughs> written on my – it's funny you say that because written on my whiteboard out in my office, it says literally Bella is my favorite child. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Bella, Bella wrote it. <laughs> so, right. You know right. what? Well, I like Bella. I like Bella's style. Yeah, she's, she might she's be my, my only favorite. Girl. <laughs> she might be our favorite. She's Carrie's favorite, so – can let yeah, her know. she's very sassy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. She's very sassy. She's my only girl. I have three boys and one girl. One girl, and uh, and she likes to think she's the favorite. And, and, and actually, so Bella's is, I say technically my stepdaughter, but I call her my daughter. She's been I've been with her since she was five years old. But um, that's that's my my stepdaughter. But like one of her favorite things for her and I that we like to do is is my son, my seventeen year old son, at the dinner table when he's there. Is that Bella and I play this game where I act as though she is my favorite. You know, for example, like Quentin will ask me, Hey, dad, can I have 20 bucks for this? And I'll be like, No, you can't have 20 bucks for this. And then she'll turn around and ask me the same question, like, like Can I have 20 bucks? I'm like, Sure, Bella, you can have 20 bucks. <laughs> Just, you know. I'm sure the acting, it's, 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 it's a, a hard, it's a hard role for you to put on. It sounds right. like. It sounds yeah. <laughs> it's, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about not spoiling the kids. Like, I don't want my son feeling entitled to my love. You know, you want him to earn that Work shit. Work Work for it. Yeah. Which, which coincidentally is, is kind of ties into the case we're going to talk about. But oh, we're yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. It really does. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Just now remembered 30 minutes in that I'm supposed to talk about you guys and not so much me oh, for right. my audience to get to know you. So, so. <laughs> We have that problem. Uh, uh, Quinn, uh, you what do you what do you do? You uh, I, you have a, you have a I, comedy thing? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. That's exactly. You, I, you hit the you nail create on the interactive head. comedies with puzzle solving elements. Oh is what yeah, I'm totally. So I run an immersive theater company that does yeah interactive puzzle solving stuff, and I have been an actor and a writer and a director, and so started this podcast with Carrie a couple years ago because we like hanging out together. We like telling each other stories. We like having a drink, having a laugh. Uh, and But we're both very work-focused, so I feel like um, we spend way more time together because <laughs> it's under the guise of getting something done, right? which is the podcast. And as a result, we have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Our friendship really hinges on the podcast. <laughs> Right. Well, same thing. So when I when I left the fire department to do this job, I took with me one of my firemen, Mike, who is now my full time. He's works for me full time. He's our producer and editor. And and that was so the studio my my audience built me was a 12 foot by 16 foot shed that we made into a studio. So 
It's a small room, like half the size maybe of like a normal, eh, maybe the size of a bedroom, of a small bedroom. But that was our office and recording studio for two of us for 40, 60 hours a week. But it was like I was hanging out with my best friend. So it was, it's it was not pretty kick-ass. Right. It's just like we have, I mean, we genuinely laugh and enjoy doing the podcast. It's really, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a lot of fun. Which is <laughs> remarkable given the the amount of time the, we've spent in the one room. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, given the the topics. Yeah, right. Yeah. The 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 topics can be a little bit of a bummer, but uh <laughs> we have a good time. You know, I I, I wanna before I move on to to Carrie here, this is the fun part of the show where I where I where I share some of the things that Erica, my my production manager, the the background she gives me on the guests. Um and one of them says, one of Quinn's favorite loves is quote when you go down a flight of stairs and there's a fart for each stair. Yeah. Explain. Uh, I, really? I need to explain that? Wait, I don't think I knew that. That's amazing. <laughs> that is one of my love. How, how did she, Erica, yeah. have you been hanging out at my Wait, house? I'm so nervous to watch. <laughs> she dives deep. She dives that is deep, a deep dive. into these backgrounds. Um, yeah, you know when you you know when you're a little gassy and you go down a flight of stairs. And yeah, you, I know exactly and you what you mean. You hit the fart on each stair. Yeah. How much delight does that bring you? Not so much if there's like if you're in mixed company, but when you're alone, it just like brings that smile to your face, and you're like, "That was great, right?" I love that for you, and I hope you do that more often. Like, I really want that for you. Well, we did just have those burritos. I'll let you know how this afternoon goes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. The sen- essentially, we're talking about the walking farts. Yeah. But you got them on the way down the stairs. The stairs seem to really encourage the well, release. And I don't know if you remember, but this is a hundred year old house. So what's nice is it becomes a little harmony because the creaks yeah. with the farts, it's kind of like a nice little, like it's almost like FAO mm-hmm. shorts big, you know, with the piano, mm. the stairs. Yeah. How does the couple downstairs feel about this? Do they love it as much as you? <laughs> I don't think they know about this, about me. They know a lot about me, but not maybe this. I'll rush to tell them though, right after this <laughs> recording. You text them right now. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll send them a text. Now, now, Carrie, you are you're an improv actor. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I'm an improviser. Uh, Quinn and I actually met doing one of the puzzle shows that she was a creative director on, and I was one of the actors. Um, but yeah, I'm a writer and actor, and I do all that good stuff. Um, and, and and there's a lot of good stuff here. But you 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 co-wrote and performed in uh, One Woman Sex in the City. It was an off Broadway thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I like the, so you also wrote, wrote and performs in the musical six chick flicks. And then Erica puts subtitle or a legally blonde, pretty woman, dirty dance on the beaches while writing a notebook on the Titanic. Yeah. So it's all six of those in a show. And I, yeah. So I got started doing parody shows about four years ago and I've toured all over the world and it's been really fun. <laughs> so I have a really good time. I have a really fun job. Um, although the pandemic did put a bit of a damper. On both our businesses, on believe both it or our, not. Believe we it or not. Very sh- it's shocking. Yeah. We were very glad to be podcasters uh, when 2020 struck. It was really amazing. We started this podcast in 2019, like December 2019. And then the pandemic hit. And we recorded remotely and we made it work. And it was one of those things, especially being an artist and loving creativity and creative output. This podcast came at a time where it was like, oh, my God, the rest of our businesses are essentially shut down. I mean, I did a show in Florida March 5th of 2020 
And a week later, mm-hmm. everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. F- and so it was like this podcast was really just, it was such a gift to have, especially during the pandemic and obviously onwards. It was, it was almost like you knew something was coming. So you, <laughs> you travel to China, you do a show in China, you come back and all of a sudden you get this idea mm-hmm. of to start a podcast <laughs> and then... Two months later, the world shuts down. Two months later, unexpectedly. the world shuts down. It's, I mean, it really is wild, the timing of it. And also- And you had that closet filled with like toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Yeah. But that was in February. Mm-hmm. Something about Something that doesn't feel weird. right Yeah, and me. I did invest You're just like, you know, feels like this stuff- <laughs> Oh, and you weird. bought all that yeah. Zoom And I bought stock. all that Zoom stuff. Oh, it was weird. almost like I knew. Right. You learned Zoom <laughs> ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not a psychic or anything. Just lucky, I guess. <laughs> so how did how did how whose idea was the podcast quinn's this guy yeah this guy Um, all right i think also like being home with the kids and wanting um wanting i think that when the two things i liked most were anything true crime or paranormal or just going down rabbit holes when i would read something uh all day long and then telling people about it after a few glasses of wine and then you kind mm-hmm. of just, it's not so crazy to say, um, let's grab a, a mic the next time we do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You get tired of the guys downstairs. Every time you have two glasses of wine, you run, you get the stair farts on the way down, <laughs> try to share your story with them. They don't want to hear it. So you call up your friend, Carrie. Yeah. Totally. Who literally says yes to anything. Who says yes to anything. That was the thing. I was like, I know you're not really into <laughs> Uh, true crime, but here we go. And she was like, okay. All right, let's do it. And I'm really into true crime <laughs> There's now. no question at all. You're like, fine, I fuck it, I'll do it. You know, that's the thing. I got to tell you. The world's going to shut down in two the months anyway. The world's going to shut down anyway. What's to lose? What am I doing? <laughs> I truly say yes to just about anything. And it's it's let me down some really fun paths. Maybe I should edit what that says. <laughs> say yes to anything. That Garrett girl, she's single and says <laughs> yes to really. anything. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, it's one of those things like, in in my professional life, it's about saying yes to opportunities and things and being surprised by where they lead where by where they lead. And I feel like that, like in the parody shows, right? My writing partner was like, Do you want to write a one woman sex in the city parody? And I was like, I've never written anything. I've never performed in a one woman show. Let's go for it. And I had so many wonderful opportunities doing that show. It feels a little bit just like What's there to lose? Let's see what go. Let's see what happens. And I've been really pleasantly surprised ever since. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it had to be a really good thing, in all seriousness, for you guys who are both very obviously creative, to still have a creative outlet during the pandemic when Broadway shut down and there's you know there's there's no shows, nothing going on. So I'm sure that had to be great for you guys to still have at least some sort of creative outlet to 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 create something. And it makes you feel connected, not just to each other, but to your audience. So at a time when when I think everybody was feeling so isolated, it was really amazing to get messages from our audience and know that people were out there listening to us. And that made me feel really connected to other people in the way that you really were hungry for and missed so much. Totally. Yeah. So now the podcast, you titled it with horrible grammar. Uh, it's Thank truly you. darkly. Thank you so much. Creepily. Thank you so much. That compliment landed, and we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, not not creepily, but no, truly darkly creepily. You know, my brother Whose had the same. My brother it, had the, the same question. My brother, we had like released all these episodes, and he was like, "Isn't it spelled wrong?" And I was like, "No, it's not." 
<laughs> how we want it. It's not spelled it wrong. It's just the, it's just a word that doesn't exist yeah, in the English language. Exactly. That's all. That's right. So you so you can't spell it wrong. Exactly. Thank you. We're hoping to get into the. Uh, <laughs> right. We're hoping to get into Webster's soon. We'll figure it out. It's gonna happen. It's Look gonna out! Happen. Here we come. Well, the, truly darkly, creepily. Well, was a play was a, on truly madly deeply. Yes, that's it. Okay, that's it. what's that? <laughs> it's a few things. I think it's, it's a, film. a movie it's, with Alan Rickman. Yes, who we love, love it's Alan. Also Rickman. a band. It's also a song. Or song from the band. Truly madly de- deeply do, do I wanna I'll be your wish I'll be so yes, our Famous. album will well, be coming out. Our Keep album going. will be really? coming out soon. <laughs> Triple threats. Triple threats I mean, that you just yeah. found out. But, um. We barely know the song, but we can hum it and confidently. Right. So that's we good. can hum it super confidently. So <laughs> you can see the love there, which is why we had to name our podcast after it. Yeah. Sure. You know, you here's the thing. I know you like a Manhattan. <laughs> Uh, so too do I. And after one or two of them, this seemed like a really, really good title. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Time out. I listen you to you, didn't Bob. Know my pod- I listen to you sometimes. <laughs> I didn't listen to everything you, you put out there, but I listen to you. <laughs> you didn't know I was a fireman. You didn't That's me. You I asked me if Jay I knew did you were it. A fireman. That's me. I will say. <laughs> she didn't know you were a fireman. I, listen, here's the okay. deal. I show up. I say yes to things. That doesn't always mean I'm about to put in the, the boatloads of research, you know? <laughs> I work a job in customer service as a side gig. Do you know what happens around the holidays? A lot of customer service. It's been a stressful time. <laughs> Carrie shows up. She shows up I on show time. Up. Prepared? That's a question mark. I Nobody, listen, right. as we like to say in our podcast, I didn't come to the podcast to make friends. I can't, wait, no, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to make a podcast, as I like to say. <laughs> I go serious, serious <laughs> business. I was just checking. Because I thought maybe Erica was a double agent or something. Like, is she writing show notes for you guys too? She is like, not. God damn it! <gasps> I listen to She's your show. We should have asked her to. I should have asked. I should have asked Quinn. Frankly, she, I should have been like, "What do I need to know?" I come blind. Well, yeah, you she should, gives great. You should know she Bob great likes notes. Uh, he likes uh, a Manhattan. Manhattan. I like an old fashioned. I feel like you're one or the other. Yeah, you have to be because old fashions are too sweet for me. No, thank you. I like an old fashioned. I'm a Manhattan guy, and actually, t- t- truthfully. I've I've really I like my sweet tooth just gets less and less. I'm I'm more just like bourbon on the rocks now more than I'll still order a Manhattan if I'm feeling froggy, but usually it's just bourbon on the what rocks. What do you Woodbridge when you're feeling froggy? Woodford, is that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> Woodford. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I'm really Are you how, a, how embarrassing. Are you a I'm a Hayden I'm Basil a, kind of guy? That's right. <laughs> Hayden, Hayden Basil. You know your bourbon so uh, Woodford's my go-to. It's a, it's any decent bar will usually have Woodford. That's my go-to. I do like an occasional Basil Hayden's. Really, really like Angel's Envy, but it's not. It's harder to find in a bar. Ooh. But then I'll also like if I'm at like a fancy schmancy place and they've got a lot of bourbons, then I'll be looking for some small batch that I've never tried before. And I spend too much money on it. I'm like, I just rather have a Woodford. It's n- it never really hits the way I want it to. Have you been to Scotland ever? I have been to Scotland. Did you enjoy the Scotch? I don't. So here's the thing. I'm actually Scottish. That's what I am. I'm a Scottish person. Look at my arm. These are that's my family uh, tartan. Oh, amazing! The, it's hard to see. Beautiful on my arm. So I'm a Robertson. Right, my mother's side of the family is all Robertsons. I'm Scottish, and I've been to Scotland. And dis- Scotch whiskey disgusts me. I can't. I can't drink it. I want to so bad. You know. Interesting. Just keep trying. But this is this is this this needs. Saying. If you believe in yourself, I believe you can, Bob. I believe you can. Just think really hard on. When it. I watch 
a TV show where prominent people, usually they're in some sort of government or in a lawyer's office, and they take a glass and they take a decanter of some kind of scotch and they pour it in warm and neat with no ice and sit there and just drink it. I need a drink. And they pour it and they're just drink. I'm like, that. they look like such fucking badasses. And if I do it, I'm like, <laughs> like I can't, I can't. The room can't do it. is a lot to ask. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not for me. I've tried. I was in, I was working in LA a couple of years ago and was having this very conversation with a very drunk couple that was sitting next to me at the bar. And I was like, I just don't like, like, you got to have good scotch. I'm like, I don't, it's something about, I don't like the malt. I don't like it. And so they're like, well, you got to have it. So they order, they have in a case that's locked at the hotel bar, a bottle of scotch. And it's like $500 a glass, which is why it's locked up. It's like a big fancy thing. And they're like, give us a glass of this stuff. I want you to try this. I'm like, you're going to spend $500 for a glass of scotch so that someone who doesn't like scotch can try it. And they did. And I took a sip of it. This is pre-pandemic. We all took a sip. Uh, the same glass. No, not even. I asked if they wanted me to use a straw. They said that wasn't cool. Whiskey <laughs> scotch through a straw sounds amazing, though. Do you have a crazy straw? Right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the hats. I took a sip of it. Yeah, I took a sip of it and was like, "Oh my god!" Or like, you taste that? I'm like, it tastes like burnt leather. They're like, yeah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> When it tastes like burnt, he told me that if it tastes like burnt leather, that's how you know it's good. Not for me. And I think that probably goes it's back to you me. being a fireman. You know, you know, burnt is not great for you. Right. Yeah. Brings I, it like, gives some, me flashbacks. Yeah, flashbacks. Have you had um, people frying turkeys? Have you had pappies? Pappies. I don't think so. Have you heard of it? A friend of mine not. just told it? me about this. She was in LA. It's <clears throat> insane. It's like small batch whiskey from or bourbon i think from kentucky but it's so small batch okay. that a bottle is like thousands of dollars I, I don't know how much money you think i make doing podcasts but <laughs> not enough for pappies it turns out i mean not enough for when i, I don't got that pappies this, money yeah i don't in the either NBI studios. well a friend of mine i mean a friend of mine was in la and i was like i'm having a really hard time meeting people and she's like i just went to a bar and i met these guys and i told them i had a boyfriend but they bought me this pappy and i was like must be nice. Must be nice. And she's like, I had to try some, but they bought her like a hundred dollar shot of the. It's like insane to me. It's so crazy how expensive that is. But you know what? If it makes you happy, go for it. Which brings us to our next question: Do you have anyone for Carrie, Bob? <laughs> do you know anyone? Um... <laughs> Think who do I know in Brooklyn? Uh, everybody I know in Brooklyn is is married. Yeah, same. <laughs> Same here, actually. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if you, you know, if, if if you were in LA, if you're at the other coast, it seems like that wouldn't be a problem. They buy a bottle of pappies and you know see where things go see from there. Where things go, yeah. Just bribe a man to talk to me. Here's an expensive <laughs> shot of whiskey. Would you like to talk to me? They're like, no, thank you. I'll just take the whiskey. I said, well, set. Okay, good. Right. Great, great, great. Also, oddly ties into the case that we're getting. Oh yeah, it does. So. Uh, real quick, as far as the podcast goes, so you guys debuted in December, 2019, you've got 103 episodes. So you guys have not like most new podcasts kind of start and they go for a little while and then they're like, eh, this is too much work. They slow down. Like you guys have just been banging these things out every week for, for going on two years now. Yeah. So we have wild. not taken a week off. We had thought about taking a week off, um, on Thanksgiving uh, last year. 
because I was meant to go into labor that week. Um, mm-hmm. And then instead we- of releasing an episode with the story, we just released an episode where I had several phone calls with Carrie while in labor, and we kind of marked my, the progression of my labor. And it was a surprise episode, so we told everybody we're taking a week off, and then I on the podcast, that. we were like, wouldn't it be funny if we recorded your while I was in labor? labor? And we were like, yeah, and it's really fun. I we were t- so That's amazing. It's a good episode, yeah. It's, it makes me so happy because with Griffin- What's the episode title? Because I want to listen to that one. I hate him. A surprise- <laughs> <laughs> it's called I Hate Him. That is the name of it, right? It's, yeah. It is. I Hate Him, a surprise episode or something. <laughs> it is. It's so good. It's And the reason it is named that is that I call Carrie a few times while I'm in labor, and then I call her right after I give birth, and I tell her about how as the baby was crowning, the nurse said to me, he's crowning. Do you want to feel his head? Reach down. You can touch him. And I said, touch him? I hate him. <laughs> And the nurse said, you hate him? I was like, yeah, I fucking hate him. Uh, So then right after my son was born, we had to kind of have this talk where I was like, hey, I think we both just said a lot of things back there we didn't mean. (laughs) That got really crazy, I think your mic is – I'm guessing if he's crowning that probably his ears were still, you know, inside. like maybe his ears were still plugged inside. and he didn't Maybe hear he you. didn't even hear. I shouldn't have admitted to it. <laughs> right. You, and now it's that, immortalized. That could have been a nurse. That could have been anyone. And now yeah. it's immortalized in a podcast forever that he could go back and listen to. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's what's fun about Griffin, the second kid who popped out around Thanksgiving last year, is Quinn told me right when she found out she was pregnant on the podcast. So it really was super fun. And it was right at the, it was right in 2020. 2020 you found out you were pregnant with yeah him. i found out i was pregnant right bef- before, before the, the pandemic. pandemic and carrie had sat down to do the podcast and while we were recording i said i have something for you why don't you open the drawer in front of you and there was a, a pregnancy test in there so she and did- i said is this mine and i freaked out <laughs> I thought you were she gonna was say like, a baby there was a baby <laughs> it was a baby <laughs> yeah. so it, it's like was this really fun thing to find out you know of griffin's up pending arrival um, all throughout the podcast of 2020, and so it felt like um, it felt a nice, it felt like a nice treat, and also a nice thing to let our dear readers, who is what we call our listeners, in on this really fun thing that they've been privy to the whole time. Because obviously, we talk quite a bit about our personal lives on the podcast. So, what can people what can people expect from a normal episode if they if they tune in to truly darkly creepily creepy? See, <laughs> truly dark. <laughs> creepy. Creeply. Creeply. In, your, Creeply. in our defense, Creeply. you had a hard time saying darkly, too, which is a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I knew it was coming. Well, here's the – Somebody tunes into truly darkly creepily. What can they What can they expect from a typical episode? Well, if you were to listen to truly darkly creepily, you would get like oh 15 minutes of banter. <laughs> At the top. Um, so if you aren't uh, into that, if you're not into us, you got to skip that. And then um, each of us tells a story, and the story has to fall under the umbrella of true, true dark, or creepy. And basically, a lot uh-huh. of what we talk about is true crime, heists, ghosts, aliens, uh, cults, all that. We talk about, yeah. I mean, it's it, what I like about our podcast, if I dare to say so, is. 
it's we're we have such a big umbrella of what we can talk about and so it's kind of mm-hmm. fun to come it's not it's not all true crime we do a lot of true crime no doubt about it but it's fun to sometimes take a break like uh, the heists are really fun we just did a heist one today i did a haunting episode you know so it's it's fun in that way mm-hmm. but it's two friends chatting and we really our intention is to make it seem like you're joining some of your friends while we laugh and tell some of these stories and i do think that they're victim focused i think we do pay and put a lot of attention on the victims of the cases as well but we have fun doing it yeah it's you sh- the idea is you should be joining some friends would it be fair to say or accurate to say that if people have made it and by the way you should you should feel complimented at how much i'm enjoying this conversation cuz i try to keep these shows pretty tight like 35 minutes and we're 52 <laughs> minutes in now and have not got to the case yet i'm so sorry so <laughs> no, that's on. That's me. I'm really enjoying it. But it would it be fair to say that if someone has made it now 52 minutes into this podcast and they're like, this is fun. I'm enjoying this, that they would probably enjoy your podcast. Yeah, yes. come on down. You got nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. And if you hate it, it's an hour. Move on. You know, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. like the defensiveness. No the, the thing is, is it's so worth we're like, if you hate it, it's okay. We're not going to be mad at you. Just like, give it a try. Try it on. But we're sorry. Thank you so much. It's my Midwestern sense where I have to immediately apologize. I, I'm, we're going to briefly just, before we close out, just kind of touch on what this case is because it's only because Erica, this is the notes Erica gave me on the case to talk about. That's the only one page. Wow, Erica, um, you're so a She's going to be super mad Erica, if we don't bring let's it up. Give but her I, but, a round of applause. <laughs> right. I'm going to more recommend people just go listen to episode 22 titled, Maybe He's Born With It, Maybe He's Manipulation. But before before we do that, just one, do you guys ever do, uh, have either of you ever done stand-up? You both you both have kind of a comedy background. Yes. Yeah. I have. Yes. Both of you have. Yeah. You, we had to look at each other to see how, how's that gone for well, you? Well, I would say I haven't really done stand-up. I did it once and it was for her, for a show she was producing. <laughs> and I was very pregnant uh-huh. during it. And all my stand-up was focused on being pregnant. On and being I haven't pregnant, done it right. since because all the material I wrote went straight down the toilet after giving birth. Right. Can't re- couldn't redo it. Yeah. I guess it's because I, so, so my, uh, on my other show, one of our co-hosts is Zach Weaver. He and I tried our hand at uh, right before the like the day before the world shut down. We decided to go try an open mic night and had a blast. And we're like, we should do this more often. And then the world shut down. And he wants me to go do it again. You should. It's a real roller coaster of skill level in an open mic night. And if you bomb, I was shocked. Yeah, it's like it's really so like where all I was at on the order, I was like twentieth to come up, and I'm super nervous. Now I've, I've talked for when I was at the fire department. I traveled the country and taught. I speak on the podcast. I used to travel and give speeches. Talking in public is nothing that makes me nervous, but I'm like, it's, you know, you're still nervous. This is something I've never done before. And then you go in there and there's all the regulars that are in there that do it every week. And then I watched 19 of them perform and was like, oh, you don't have to be good at this to do Just it all up. the time. That's, I mean, right. Yeah. Anyone can sign up. Anyone can whistle. Anyone can do it. Anyone. And I think, too, is like the only way to get better, if you look at any stand ups, the only way to get better is to just keep doing it. And the thing is, is you're going to fail at a joke, right? Like there's going to be a joke that doesn't land how you intend it to. But you know what? Then what you do is like when there's an awkward joke, every time I do a show and a joke of mine doesn't land, then I get to an opportunity 
to win do them back. Do it again, back. but louder. Do it again, but and then explain the joke. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. That, no that always makes it funnier if always, you explain it, right. I think. If you have to explain it, that makes it better. The case we were going to touch on, you can hear all about it. It's it's a uh, case of Larry Ray. He's a manipulator. He he extorts a bunch of – it's a very Epstein-ish uh, type of story. Well, also, Super interesting. Oh, can I Epstein say – Epstein for beginners. Epstein for beginners. But also I think it's important yeah. to know that we have a personal connection to this case because Quinn actually went to Sarah Lawrence, which is where this case takes place. And she lived okay. in the building that Larry Ray – also lived in. Also lived in. So Quinn, when she tells the story, she knows because she knows exactly the layout of the building, exactly, and knows the energy of Sarah Lawrence and how impressionable these kids are that end up basically joining a cult of this guy, Larry Ray. Well, that's awesome. And you can hear that whole story in episode 22. They've got 103 episodes. By the time you hear this, there'll be 104 episodes. Their names are Carrie Ipema and Quinlan Posner. The podcast is called Truly, Darkly, Creeply. Check it out. I don't see why it wouldn't be your next big true crime binge. Why wouldn't it? Hey, Bob, thank you so Thanks, much ladies. for having thank us on. Having us. This, was this was so, so fun. Crime Binge is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Audioboom. Produced and edited by Mike Bussing. Music and artwork by Shane Yoder of PutThemInASong.com. Our website, TrueCrimeBinge.com, was created by Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com. If you're a listener and would like to recommend a future guest or a podcaster that would like to request an interview, you can do so right on our website. And again, that web address is TrueCrimeBinge.com. If you're enjoying the show, please do me a huge favor and take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're using to listen. And make sure you give us a follow on social media. We can be found everywhere at True Crime Binge. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you tune in next Wednesday morning for another podcaster, another case, and another True Crime Binge.